Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. I've got with me the big guns tonight. Messenger is back uh, from wherever the hell he went last week. Good evening, Messenger. Oh, good evening. No, look, I was um, uh, just getting ready for this week's budget last week, so it's been a great night. It's got nothing to do with Hawthorne winning, of course. Um, no, I no nothing, nothing at all. Actually, nothing at all. Wasn't no. wasn't wasn't hiding in his fortress of solitude after the what ninety point <laughs> fogging they had or something in uh, Hobart. Tell you what, if I if I do that every week in a season, I'll <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be a hermit permanently. It's going to be uh, a very sad year for Hawthorne. And joining us as well, a man who I predicted would be hiding this week, but uh, came away with a good win in the end, surprising a lot of people. I think. Uh, Kangas, welcome back, mate. Thank you, mate. Good to be on. Um, it's always nice coming on after thrashing the Premiership favourites. Who could have predicted that? I mean, <laughs> oh, me of course, and Jared Wade. I don't know. I, I reckon if I pull back the recording from last week, even you were a bit dubious <laughs> about this one. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I was not... predicting a loss. <laughs> even when we were leading at quarter time, I had no faith that we will win. <laughs> I, I, of course, am the Wookiee, and uh, my my team, Carlton, of course, got up over the pies, um, as we do on their special occasions, which is a great thing. Nothing quite like ruining a, an Eddie Maguire run uh, party. So, what caught your eye on the weekend, guys? Mess? Well, I'm just thinking about that. I have a feeling Hawthorne might have disturbed one of James Hurd's milestone games. I'm just think. I think that I have to look that up now, while I'm moderating this thread that some other moderator couldn't look after properly. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, what, what no idea what eye? you're talking about. Oh, what caught my eye this weekend? All all, all uh, big changes. A lot of the uh, teams at the top lost, and us lowly teams came up and struck a blow for the little man this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Struck a blow for the uh, for the oppressed. It's great <laughs> the proletariat. <laughs> Absolutely knocking off those bourgeois scum. We're looking Fabulous. forward. We're looking forward to another finals campaign for the Hawks, mess. Uh, Box Hill Hawks are doing very well <laughs> with our with our gun recruit Ty Vickery. So it's all going beautifully. And how about your other gun recruit, Jaeger uh, O'Meara? Uh, long-term investment. Long-term investment. Very conservative. Yeah. <laughs> o- only, only a little nervous at this point, but long-term investment. Mm-hmm. Of course, like Liam Jones yes. is a long-term investment at Carlton. Um. Uh, yeah. No, 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 not quite like that. No, no, we we spent a lot more on Jaeger than we spent on Liam. I think you might have got Liam in the bargain bin, didn't you? I think we got lots of our players in the bargain bin, but some of them are paying off. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, perhaps. Kangas, what caught your eye, mate? Oh, today was there was an announcement that well, North's trying to propose an extension of the Arden Street area in terms of an indoor centre being built for new large oval, a second indoor centre with courts, indoor aquatic centre, outdoor synthetic oval with lighting a cafe and other shops. So this is all part of a massive redevelopment of just the Arden Street area. So it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with the area where they extend it and improve it, add an additional oval. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to cost it's, a lot uh, as well. Sorry, any of my taxpayer dollars going to pay for this? <laughs> oh, yes. That's $7 well, billion dollars redevelopment of sorry. the whole entire North Melbourne area. Sorry, I might be getting old, but I swear my hearing's getting bad. You just said $7 billion. <laughs> For the entire North Melbourne area, that would become known as Arden. You know what? I, oh, we can scrap that right now. It, it, is, it. it, it is only a or proposed... you can sell a lot of friggin' pavers, boyo. <laughs> No, we do team uh, battling, get it right. I think it, it's it's part of an overall development. It's not just Arden Street, but for the whole area. Oh, entire North and, Melbourne area. And, yeah. and someone's proposed a, uh, a $7 billion redevelopment of uh, this particular, like, a bit like a Docklands-type development thing, but for the area around Arden Street. So it's before the Victorian that- Planning Authority. They haven't actually uh, approved anything yet. No actual funding has been allocated. So your tax dollars are for the time being safe, even though we all know yours are in Fiji. 
um, well, where you've been swirling them away. Because I have been, I, it's, I, I, we haven't spoken since I last been to Fiji, but I did plough maybe a billion dollars into a beer called Vonu, which is, I think, the Fijian Crown Lager. It was very nice, but you oh, know you what? You have the Fijian bitter. Oh God, no! I you could. It's. I think that's diesel in a bottle. It's disgusting. Um, you could. That six billion dollars could go towards building that link between the Eastern Freeway and uh, between the Ring Road and East Link. Spend that. Spend money on that. I'm sure there's lots of things just, money could be spent on to improve the transport situation in the outer parts of Melbourne that were never planned for. Last thing we need to do is build an indoor swimming pool so Jared Waite doesn't get cold. Sod <laughs> that. Sod well, that. Well, there are plans for an underground transport link. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but... Well, that's that's already part of the... That's already... Arden Station's already part of the, the rail... But they're going to be adding... The rail they're going to be adding something to it. I'm not entirely sure how it works. A roof. There's going to be a new underground railway station built somewhere nearby. So prom- promising Ooh. times ahead there if it's all approved. Um, if it's not, less promising times, I guess. Uh, interesting you bring up Jared White. What caught my eye this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Every time he plays a game, I'm sure there's someone at Carlton going... <laughs> yeah, it's you. Uh, <laughs> Is it... Was it... Was it, he was due to get suspended, wasn't he? Oh, he came back from injury and he kicked six goals and got suspended in the same game. It's an yeah. absolute ridiculous suspension. <laughs> it's not. You, know, you remember? You remember the old? You remember the old poem though? It, when when the when it be, when the uh, trees turn to to autumn, a young Jared's fancy turns to getting suspended. Well, yes. He's, it's injury well, or suspension with Jared. A that's... Palm there, but the point is, it's 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 as regular as clockwork. It's round seven. Jared's just about to lose his nut. So glorious, oh. glorious times if you're a Jared Waite follower. <laughs> um... Yes. And aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> How can you not be? He's he's such a nice In bloke until he tries to put his elbow through your head or something. So you know. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, did you see the Lindsay Thomas incident in the reserves? No, 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 no. Now, listen, listen, Lindsay Thomas is treated unfairly, okay? It's very unfair for you to target him as being a thug and a diver. Uh, the guy he hit is apparently out, uh, to no surprise. Um, Corey Maynard, significant concussion as a result of the crude bump. So... Yep, so he'll miss a number of weeks as well as the bias, so that's an additional week or one to two weeks as well. So he'll be out for a while, so he's noticeably upset about that. He won't be back for a while. Well, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sure that whichever team in the Ovens and Murray League has him next year will be very happy to have Lindsay Thomas. Oh, yeah. He's still turn out for Yarrawonga. But... <laughs> he's got... He's sure that he's got a Daisy Thomas clause in his contract? Well, well, speculation. Andrew Swallow can spend all their time in the reserves next year if they'd like. Mm, Speculation this week that Thomas is actually negotiating that out of his contract so he can play out the year, rather than have to worry about how many weeks he'll have to spend in uh, the reserves. But but why would? How's he negotiating it? Is he handing money back? Well, well, he must be. um, He must be negotiating that part. Probably not handing money back, but just negotiating the trigger out of the cause. So, yeah, but how does, so how does that work, right? You've all got, you've got a, and you come to me. I'm Carlton, and you come and say, "Look, I really wouldn't like that trigger in my contract anymore." And I'm Carlton, and I was like, "Well, a contract's a contract. You shouldn't have bloody signed it." Well, yeah, but if, if if he can if he can keep up good form, there's no reason to dump him just because you know he's going to hit 15 games. We have to, you know, we have no choice. It doesn't matter how good the form he's in. If we're not going to sign him again next year or we don't want to sign him on the same terms he's on now, why don't we, um, you know, we'll just have to dump him regardless. Whereas if he negotiates that trigger out, he's up for a new contract at the end of the year anyway. It's essentially a brand new negotiation. He can take, the club can offer him less money or they can get rid of him or whatever. The options aren't limited 
as they are now. He either plays those 15 games, gets a new contract at the same rates or whatever he's got now, or he stays in the reserves for half a year <laughs> and does nothing. <laughs> well, because the club can't it, afford it, you know. So this is the question, is what's he, what is that final year trigger worth? Is he is he on the same stupid money he's been on the whole time he's been there? Yeah, I think so. He was signed. A, I think it was a five year deal when Malthouse bought him over. So, so which 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 comes back to my question: How much money is he handing over to have the trigger removed? I don't know. Because if he's turning it into a straight second final year, they might say, "Sure, we'll have you back, but we'll have you back at." 400k instead well, of 700k. Well, that's it. We won't know until he signs a new contract how much it's cost him. Uh, and and because his market value is, let's be honest, it's sweet Fanny Adams, isn't it? Mm. Now, the the other thing we should bring up uh, and mention before we move on to the footy itself, uh, Lou Richards has passed away. Uh, something of a, a giant of the game. Uh, mess. You'd remember him as a boy. <laughs> um, I do actually meet him as a as a boy, and he he was a fixture of, of each week, and 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 someone that you uh, we enjoyed looking at his dares and what have you, and having Dermot Burton drop stuff on his head and what have you. But I think the thing that sort of gets glossed over a bit in all the talk about the television personality is the, the fact that he was a pretty bloody good footballer, and for a long time he was Collingwood's. Um, only surviving premiership captain. And, and I think the football career uh, of Lou Richards gets uh, glossed over for all the TV stuff, and, and I think that's worth remembering. But um, it's very sad with him and Jack Dyer and Bobby Davis all gone. That, that, era's, that era's disappeared. Mm, and now we're stuck with new league teams instead of the classic old version where because none of them are around anymore. But, I, I mean, growing up for me... Well, now we're... Now, Sorry, growing up for me, it was all, uh, you know, every, every weekend you'd read The Kiss of Death, which was Lou Richards writing his own stuff, and, you know, he was on the sun, he, you know, he was on the footy show with his, um, with Lou's handball and things like that, and these were all part of following footy. Absolutely, absolutely. So and, I... um, yeah, it's, it, it is really sad we're left with Brian Taylor and Basil Zemplis and Luke Darcy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, he got he award, was awarded the John Kennedy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2014. He's got a statue outside Collingwood uh, headquarters. He was an, a member of the British Empire. He's got an MBE. He was given that in 1982. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how many others in football actually have an MBE, but there you go. Well, yeah, because they stopped giving out MBEs. Well, that's true. Probably in late, late 80s. I think, yeah. Yeah. So... He's, um, That's right. yeah, so sad yeah, news so and sad. Uh, condolences to his family. Uh, he's got a brother, I think, who is still around. No, his brother died in 2013, so I'm lying. But his daughters, Nicole and Kim, and five grandchildren, so. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and I guess the other thing, say, so he, he wasn't well, and he had, he had um, suffered badly from dementia. He'd be, he's 94, 95. Hmm. So, uh, you know, pretty good knock. Let's yeah, be absolutely. Pretty good knock. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Vale uh, Lou Richards, as they say. Now, on Wale. to, on to uh, happier news. And um, the football this week, happier news, of course, if you're a supporter of the lower clubs, where apparently for the first time since 1975, all the teams that were ranked lower on the ladder won this weekend, uh, this this past weekend. So. That's, That's a big trick for the little man. It's a good year, 1975. Yeah. Well, not for Messenger, but um, let's 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 come on, come on, guys, feeding. Let's be let's be real. <laughs> uh, look, it's a battle. It's a it's a it's a win for the little man, and and those of us who've been down the bottom of the ladder now for you know, I guess in your case, 20 years, Wookie. But for me, it's been a few weeks, but it's been a chastening experience, and and to rise up and, and crush uh, some of the more successful teams in the league like Melbourne's been, you know, been uh, uh, just a, a, a small glimmer of light in what's been otherwise a very dark season. Welcome to, to give people hope. Welcome to my people world. Hope, hope gives wings and things. Yeah. 
Well, profound, yes. profound words there. Look, let's uh, get stuck into the football from the weekend and uh, the the uh, the out of bounds rule uh, raised its uh, head again. The insufficient uh, um, intent call. How, how are you seeing that, uh, Kangas? Mm, it's it's a debatable thing because it all comes down to interpretation, doesn't it? With the and the umpire's getting instructions about how to interpret it. It's it's a bit of a mess, t- to be perfectly honest. Just watching it this year, it's it's a lot harder to decipher now. Mm. Mess? It's utter, utter bullshit. <laughs> it is, yeah, kick it. So one of the, I think it was Dustin Martin, he kicked the ball. He was in the centre square and they called deliberate out of bounds. I mean... You know, it's. I understand the intent, but the execution of the rule is ludicrous. And you know, I'm not one usually for umpiring for umpiring bashing, but it's a really poor interpretation of what should be a much easier rule to to police. And they, I think they had it right last year, and this year they've just gone overboard. Yeah, but you know. When will the United Nations step in and do something about it? I don't know. <laughs> All righty, folks. Let's um, let's look at the round that's just part. Well, actually, let's look at the ladder. And Adelaide's still on top there at uh, six and zero, having uh, well, well, sorry, six, six and, and zero? one, six and, six one. and one. Thank, thank you. you very much. I'm, I'm reading it. Six and one. Wookie. My goodness, Wookie. Oh, oh. <laughs> let me. Let me just pull up the usual ladder instead of the Herald Suns one, and that will might help me. Uh, no, apparently the AFL website doing some maintenance or something at the moment. But anyway, um, all right. So Adelaide six and one, Kangas, your team uh, pretty much smashed them straight off the bat. Surprised well, a few, amazing. Surprised <laughs> a few people, but they are still at the top, still with good percentage. Are they still Premiership favourites? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Right. You... Absolutely. So there's a few teams on set uh, on uh, five and two uh, taking up between sixth and uh, uh, second on the ladder. GWS, Geelong, West Coast, the Bulldogs, Richmond, uh, all there on five and two, and uh, not not too far apart on percentage. Oh, there's only fourteen percent separating uh, second from sixth. So it's um you'd want to have some yeah, good percentage I... going into the going into the finals. Well, I guess as every finals, it always matters how you arrive, both in fitness and form. But, gee, um, who's Richmond got this week coming? Oh, that's 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 a good question. I have no idea because they've gone from five to zero to five to two, and and I'm just wondering how they got the Dockers at the MCG. Oh, they should win that. Yeah. He says, thinking they might lose, and just checking his footy tips for next week. <laughs> but um, well, this is about the time of the year it starts to get a bit sticky for them. So you know, getting into May and June, and yeah. Well, in saying that, they played a pretty good game on the weekend. They weren't absolutely smashed at the park. Their form wasn't particularly bad. They just lacked a little bit of cattle at the end. They mm. did give up a hell of a lead, though, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. So going going down to uh, going down to seventh and eighth and ninth, where Port Adelaide, St Kilda, and Fremantle all dwell at the moment. Port Adelaide uh, having come off a loss to West Coast, who won away from home, um, is that monkey off West Coast back now? No, because they didn't win at the MCG. <laughs> They've got to win in Melbourne. They've got to win in Melbourne, and they keep getting. And they got beaten by a bottom team the other week. Another of the, you know, the the the, the long term oppressed, and um, and their their record in Adelaide's pretty good from my memory, but they've got to win in Melbourne. Mm. That'll get the monkey off the back. They are five and seventeen in their last twenty two. Now in Melbourne, tenth through thirteenth, uh, three and four, and uh, you're looking at Melbourne, Gold Coast, Essendon, and Carlton there. Um, so they're you know. They're doing, they're, they're doing okay. Carlton doing better than some people thought, I think. 
Um, Essendon, I don't think they're doing as well as they should be, to be honest. Oh, look, they're all right. I don't think they'll play finals this year, but they'll be okay. And and they'll be much better for next year. They've got a lot of young, good, young, talented kids coming through. I'd uh, be very disappointed if I was a Melbourne fan. I was going to say, uh, if, you're a Melbourne, if you're a Melbourne fan, you wouldn't be happy with being 10th at the moment, would you? No, you'd be sad. You'd be very sad. Um, you'd almost be sad enough to send your membership to Simon Goodwin and demand <laughs> that your membership be paid back. Well, you sell but, um, you sell no. people on hope, and then you sell people on a message. And if you're not delivering that message, uh, people people kind of turn their back on the club. I mean, it's been happening at Carlton for years. It happens at Richmond every time they start losing. I mean, it's a Richmond meme, really, isn't it? But, uh, but I will say one thing. But with Melbourne, though, is that they are missing having a, a, an actual ruckman quite badly. Mm. Ben McAvoy got 53 hitouts on Sunday. And uh, I'm not sure that I think that would be his personal best by about 25. So um, they and and he and he was a very effective marking around the ground. So they're, they're not quite 100 percent at the moment, Melbourne. But um, is is that yes, an argument they, uh, for a mid-season draft miss? No, no, no. It's not. It's just an argument for having more ruckman on your list. I think, mm. or having you know. They, they've only got... They have Gorn and Spencer out, and option three is Cam Pedersen. So, <laughs> that, that, well, I mean, that's... But as a list develop, as a list management exercise, is that really worth your while? I mean, if you went down and looked through, how many other clubs would have a third Ruckman like that? I'm just trying to think how many Ruckman Carlton have got at the moment. We've got two, another one in the reserves, you've got a development one. I mean, you should really have at least two and a develop and one in development because they t- they do take a while to come through the system. Well, they do, and you're, you're right, they do, but they don't really. Unless I'm missing someone, I'm not. I'm not an expert on Melbourne's list depth, but Cam Pedersen's not really a ruckman, is he? No, Cam Pedersen's no. any port in a storm territory, but is, and it... and even you know even Hawthorne would have um, Mark Pittenet or something like. that like that week, someone like that we could use. Is, so, um, but I mean, is yeah. this a legacy of not having like those big foot, those big guys used to just park at full forward and they'd kick goals for you? And if your ruckman went down, you could turn to these guys and go, "All right, your turn." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and we don't we, like clubs just don't have those big guys anymore. So, well, it's the, the premium now on mobility and pace, mm. and and you and you don't play two of them unless. And we look back to, say, when the sub rule came in and the move was, well, you know, the ruck, you don't waste, um, you know, you, you have to, if you can't ruck, then you go forward. And if you can't take a mark, well, you know, bloody good to us. So that was sort of the David Hale model was sort of the first of those guys. But um, now you just got to be able to keep moving and run, run, run all day. So, so we get to yeah. we, we get to my favourite bracket on the ladder at the moment. It's the fourteenth to sixteenth position. What's <laughs> <laughs> your favourite? Well, at two and five, I've, I well, it's convenient that I've got you both here actually because uh, I've got North Melbourne here in fourteenth uh, on percentage, and uh, then Collingwood, who you know I can't stand at the best of times, and then Hawthorne, all at two and five. What a time to be alive! Yeah, and we've got a better percentage than Carlton. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone has a better percentage than us. I mean, we don't kick a lot of goals. That's 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 been our thing for fifty years. But you kick more goals than Collingwood. Well, you know, we kick them when they count. You see, that's what matters. <laughs> oh moment. right. That, don't kick them all the time. And our percentage, the... our percentage that's is drastically affected. Our percentage is drastically Sorry, affected by the... that Port game. So. <laughs> It's the same argument the Hawthorne supporters run with Geelong is uh, <laughs> we uh, we beat you when it counts. That's right. And bringing up the bottom, of course, you've got Sydney and Brisbane. Not not promising for the AFL's northern expansion prospects up there. The AFL um, apparently going to chase up some uh, some more of Messenger's taxpayer money. This time, the stuff he's got squirrelled away on the Gold Coast. Um, they want, oh. they want a boutique stadium, apparently, for the Lions oh, and for the Lions women's sides and for general football in Queensland um, up there so they don't have to worry about pre-season problems with the Gabba and stuff again, I guess. So, oh. 
I mean, really, could could you really justify building a boutique stadium just for the Lions? Well, it depends how what what they're going to define by boutique. If they build something like uh, what they're getting at Ballarat for the cost that they're paying for that, and they use it for they use it regularly for the AFL women's games. Uh, you're looking at four AFL women's games, a couple of preseason games a year. Uh, the NFL sides will use it up there as well. Uh, it'll be the training facility for the Lions as well. It'll be long term. They are long. Uh, overdue for a decent training facility up there. It has been a massive oversight by the league. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the interesting thing, isn't it? And how, how many members, how many how many seats do you put in? What is Metricon's seat? About 30? Metricon, yeah, it's about 27 or something like. I, I think is something... You want, it to, you want it to be Metricon size, don't you? I don't know. I, th- I think for this kind of facility, something around the 10,000s, the ten to fifteen thousand capacity would be enough. They're not going to play. Pre, they're not going to play season games there because those are contracted oh, to the right, Gabba. Okay, yeah. So this is purely for the preseason when the, the Lions cannot get onto the Gabba, um, and they need a facility that's of a suitable size for preseason games and women's matches. Which around ten thousand would be enough, more than enough for that. It would more more than indeed. Yeah. So you know, I, I, th- but, I, th- I think again, it could be done. Let the bloody AFL fund it. Why, well, that's probably the why AFL. Do we, why the do AFL, we? Yeah, we don't. Why do we have to pay for it? Well, for the Just same to annoy you. Yeah, for the same reason they chipped one hundred and ninety million dollars into Cadinia Park. Oh God. God. Yeah. And and I think <laughs> they please, got a, please they, tell me we're getting a big wedge for Dingley. No, you get nothing for Dingley funding it yourself. Probably, yeah, see so how about that, eh? Probably we, have we funded prob- ourselves out of the out of the dollars of hard paying of hard earned uh, pokey Ta- dollars, hard earned Tasmanian uh, taxpayers. So, <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> you know, great stuff. Community benefit. Let's uh, have a look at the round ahead, shall we? And Friday night. Uh, the West Coast Eagles have got the Western Bulldogs at Domain Stadium, so we're going to see if uh, the Eagles. Uh, can win in Melbourne, mess? No, well, they would, except it's been played in Perth. <laughs> well, yeah, but you'll be able to watch it so in Melbourne. So we're going to see if the Eagles can play, win in Perth. That'll be fascinating. But, but you can watch it in Melbourne, and you'll be able to see if they win from Melbourne. No, okay, I, I stuffed up. You, you did. That was. <laughs> I think we should all dwell. Let's all dwell on this for a little moment and just genuflect. Coming up Saturday. <laughs> No, 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 you're right. It's, uh, of course, in domain sale. I saw the DS and went, for some reason, thought Eddie had stayed on. And thought, oh, uh, dead uh, shit. I, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, who's going to win, guys? It's a big game. For... The dogs uh, aren't doing too badly. For... I, I sneaky think the Eagles might get up there. West Coast hard to resist in Perth as well, aren't they, so... Yeah, and they'll have the umpires for them, working mm-hmm. for them as well. Of course. Uh, but the, the umpires work for you guys as well, didn't you know that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the umpires, that is the best money we've ever spent, is the umpires. <laughs> There's nothing like having a couple of them in your pocket every game. That's how you get to three flags in a row, my friend. That's how you get there. Well, speaking of Hawthorne, Saturday afternoon in Tasmania, they've got the Lions in what should be an absolute cracker of a game. Uh, oh, Down there, what, um, I'll be sleeping be, through it. But uh, yeah, others, I believe, no, no, it'll be there'll be kiddies everywhere. Will be getting up early, getting ready to watch <laughs> this one. It'll be fabulous. So uh, yes, can't wait. God, I hope Brisbane win. That'd be great. <laughs> so so glad so glad to have your support. <laughs> You've never never had my support. Actually, the only time I supported Hawthorne was uh, in '91 when they were playing West Coast, so in the grand final there, and I got kicked out of my dad's lounge room because he's a West Coast supporter. But anyway, well, you know, he's probably he was probably ashamed to call you his son. Well, I was probably an arrogant little twit as well at the time. So, <laughs> you know. Nothing has changed. St Kilda have got Carlton on Saturday afternoon at Eddie Head Stadium. Uh, oh, could, could be a good game. Ooh, ooh. Not really, because I think St Kilda are going to absolutely murder you. 
Have yep. faith, my friend. Have faith. No, 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 no. Oh, look, Alex Silvani. Oh, he's going to be there. No. That's all. It's, there's going to be much sadness at, at Etihad Stadium. Much sadness. We'll see. As long as we don't get flogged, I don't really care. The whole season's about rebuilding and we're going okay at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep telling yourself that. But I will say this much. I mean, we've had two Rising Star nominations in two weeks. Uh, Marchbank and uh, Petrosky Seaton. And hasn't he got some fine moves, Petrosky Seaton? He's he's very good. He's um, he's going to be a fine young fella. Is he Rioli-esque? <laughs> no, there's no... <laughs> listen... Listen, one day you might be allowed to carry Cyril's bags into the ground. Oh. He's, he, he might he might just be a better Lindsay Thomas. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's just cruel. Well, you know, I mean, that is, that is you know, it's faint praise, isn't it? But, yeah. yeah, yeah when he gets 50 th- goals in the season, then he can. A thin Dean Rioli. <laughs> now Saturday evening at uh, at Spotless Stadium, you've got GWS versus Collingwood. Uh, GWS, oh, looking, GWS looking to rebound. Collingwood looking to rebound. Um, Collingwood going to get bumped. <laughs> oh, jeez, we hope so. <laughs> somebody's going to hospital. Somebody's going to jail. It's going to be awful. Mess- messenger showing his age again. Um. Yep, quoting, <laughs> quoting Eagles songs. Somebody's going to hospital. Somebody's going to jail. Anyway. Do you smell toast, Messenger? Because I'm sure you're having a stroke, man. Um, Essendon have Geelong at the That's MCG. Almonds, bitter almonds, yeah. Essendon, Sorry, have, who are we about? Essendon have Geelong on uh, Saturday night at the MCG. Oh, is this the one of this? Is it the country match, is it? It is the country match. And I'm kind of perplexed as to why the country match isn't being played in the country somewhere. <laughs> they should play They should play it at Tatura or or, Mil, or Mildy or somewhere like that and just sit yeah. there. There's a nice shiny stadium coming up at Ballarat that would be nice for these games. Um, mm. sta- the, How the, shiny is it? Well, it's shiny enough it's not finished yet. But um, it's coming along quite nicely from the pictures, which you can see in the uh, stadiums thread on uh, Big Footy, of course. Um, but there is some. Uh, it, it, it's looking like a very nice little boutique stadium, and it's been very cost-effective as well. If you have a look at other stadium builds, so it's it's looking pretty Ooh. nifty. But uh, Essendon, Ooh. who's Essendon and Geelong? Who's going to win, chaps? Geelong. Geelong. Yeah, yeah, I could go with that. Jake, yeah. Yes. Um, Adelaide and Melbourne at Adelaide Oval on <laughs> on also on Saturday night. <laughs> hey, poor Melbourne. Is oh, anyone going to go for Melbourne, Melbourne here? Because uh, yeah, you think the crowds would come back with a vengeance, wouldn't you? Oh look, it's going. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Shield your children's eyes yes. for this one. It's not going to be pleasant. Put, put the put the kids to bed. <laughs> put the kids to bed. Just say, look, you know. If you hear screaming or blood curdling cries, don't worry. It's all right. I'm, I'm hoping to see crowds of despondent Melbourne supporters all through uh, the city on uh, Saturday night. Um, Sunday, Richmond have got Fremantle at the MCG. Big game for the Tigers. No, not really. No, not really. <laughs> big game? No, no, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it's a big game at all. Um, have you noticed that the yellow in Richmond's jumpers is very yellow? You know, they've gone away from gold to more like banana yellow. Have you noticed that? It changed with the new um, jumper sponsor they've got. Yeah, because Puma are now doing their jumpers. It's been a while since Puma's uh, had a kit, but it's very yellow, isn't it? Well, Puma Puma have sponsored West Coast for 30 years, but yeah. Oh, have they? They still? Because they they did Hawthorne's kit for years and years. I I thought, I didn't realise they were doing... West Coast, but yeah, you know, no, no. I don't care they, about them. Yeah, so. it's, uh, yeah, it's a very bright yellow, though, isn't it? It's incredibly yellow, isn't it? Yes. Mellow yellow. Yeah, yeah not very mellow. Yeah. Uh, uh, St Kilda have got the Gold Coast Suns at Etihad Stadium in the twilight. No, sorry, Hang on, I'm didn't St Kilda play Carlton? I am totally looking at round 14. Where North Melbourne have the got the Sydney Swans at Etihad Stadium. You missed the Suns port as well. I was going to do that last for a the... reason. It's last on, for a reason. Melbourne going to Adelaide? 
Melbourne are going yeah. to Adelaide. We covered that already. We've moved didn't, on didn't to Sunday. You just said that Mel- Who's host? So what was the next game? It's North Melbourne and the Sydney Swans at oh, Eddie Head Stadium. Uh, the, oh. This game at Twilight. There. Uh, well, with Jared Waite gone, I don't see how we could possibly win. Jared <laughs> <laughs> gone. Uh, no, we just no. have a lot of injuries to key position forwards at the moment, so I wouldn't be surprised with Sydney, who probably getting Tippett and Rowan back. So those spuds are bound to have a great game against us. So, <laughs> oh come on, Kurt Tippett doesn't have a good game against anybody. Well, he's he's, he's due for one. When, then. When <laughs> is Kurt, sorry, when, when's his contract? When, how many years has Kurt Tippett got left on his contract? Too many. Yeah, I've no idea. Or, or not enough, depending on your outlook. Yeah, but on the upside, well, you, you can pay him in it? pies, apparently. So, anyway. What's that? Well, you can pay him in pies and stuff, so, you know, he's not fussy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how we pay Jared White. <laughs> you pay Jared White and he's waiting bandages every week. You, sh- you should pay him in lithium so he doesn't punch <laughs> so many blokes. <laughs> Uh, the final game uh, for the round, of course, Gold Coast Suns have got Port Adelaide in China. Uh, now, I, oh. I, I left the game to last. Um, for folks in Brisbane, your team have left already, um, and they should get to the stadium uh, just in time for game start on Sunday if they've left now. So enjoy the flight and the bus and the train, and the hot air balloon, and whatever else it takes. It's like, it's like around the world in 80 days, apparently. It's a 20... 20 flying economy. It's a 20-hour trip flying economy, and they won't... No wonder no one else wanted to do this. <laughs> like, four, and it's a Suns sorry. home game. <laughs> it's a Suns home game. Four players are going to get to seat in uh, first class. You know. Uh, well, which, one, which players would you reckon that will be? Well, Gary Ablett's probably oh, got one for Lynch. him and his feet. And the rest of the team, you know, they'll, they'll probably put a Ruckman or two in there. The Jared Witts in. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else will be well, sitting. No, no. You know Gary Ablett's going to be in first class. Well, yeah, him and his well, feet. That, no, and... he's, in, he's in economy with God, of course, so he doesn't need first class. No, no, no. You, you just know, because Gary, Gary Ablett's, he leads by example. And he's such a great leader of men. You can just imagine that he would have had his hand up for a first-class seat. What I want to away. know, what I want to know, is how did Port Adelaide get their entire team over in first class? But Gold Coast, whose home game it is, only get four seats in first class. Are they flying over in a Cessna. Oh. <laughs> so how how would you? Because how many first-class seats would a a jumbo jet have? Depends which one. Yeah, depends on the configuration, depends on the airline. I think they're all flying like China. Well, the port guys are flying over with their airline sponsor, which is uh, China Southern, I think, or something like that. Oh, right. So, so they, oh, they, oh, okay. you know, that's probably how it's been done. But uh, And Gold Coast have been flying up there by Virgin or something. So. By the way, I'm just doing a bit of live research here for the listeners, and I think... Let's just, just just wait a while. I'm on kayak. Do you ever use kayak, Wookie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. Kayak is a flight aggregator, and uh, it will... I'm just trying to work out how long it takes to get from uh, the Gold Coast to Shanghai. On, and it says no results found. So, yeah, I think at some point... Telling me, I think at some point they have to bundle onto donkeys and ride around for a couple of hours or something. I honestly don't know where Jiang Stadium is. It's in Shang- Shanghai Well, that's just somewhere. the first part of the trip from Gold Coast to the Brisbane airport. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it from Brisbane because I can't get a flight direct from the Gold Coast to Shanghai. So here we go. Brisbane to Pudong, which is the airport of Shanghai. 32 and a half hours. Yeah. I might see if I can have tomorrow. Let's look at tomorrow's flights. So this cause... is a home game, is it? <laughs> no, it's a it's a well, it's a Gold Coast home game, isn't it? The Port Adelaide board. Why did they agree to that? It's beyond. Well, for the money, it's five hundred grand. Apparently, they're getting paid for it. 
but um, I, I don't think that Anything would be for a buck. Hey. I don't think that would be enough to get a Melbourne team to go to Shanghai, and I don't think it would be enough to get the Swans to leave Sydney. And the WA and SA sides, they're all contracted to their stadiums, so they can't leave. I'm not even sure Brisbane, even you know, the other candidate might be Brisbane. St Kilda might be an outside chance, given their finances at the moment. Oddly enough, uh, well, a quick search for flights from uh, Gold Coast to Shanghai. The flight, uh, 14 Brisbane, hours, 20 Brisbane. minutes. Virgin Australia and China Eastern, both uh, sponsors of the AFL and uh, Port Adelaide. Oh, so. where'd you get that? So clearly kayaks a bit behind the old um, eight ball there. I got Singapore Airlines from Brisbane. I Googled 15 it. and a half hours. <laughs> it came up in Google, first, first result. Your well, kayaks. <laughs> Your hacking, your hacking skills are lift shit. Lift your damn game. <laughs> no, lift your damn game, kayak. Yeah. $1,078. There you go. So there you... If, you, if you feel like flying up for the game, and, um, you know, be great. As always, fantastic. Like, as always, I like to think of Virgin Aircraft as being like that uh, plane from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where there's only one parachute and the pilot jumps out. And he's like, no more par-. And there's like goats and stuff in the back. As, as... You, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's funny you say that, Wookie, because I flew Virgin to Fiji recently. And for a five-hour international flight, I was somewhat underwhelmed by the um, amenity of the flight. I think there's something to be said for the old full-service full service airline where they actually give you food as part of the price. Well, I, I, Did they drag you off the plane as part of the service? No, 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 but um, I did volunteer for my wife to be dragged off, so that was good. That was entertaining <laughs> for the kids. Um, but, you know, you get to buy a sandwich and a couple of cans of beer and, you know, some chips, and all of a sudden that's $70 later. And I figure, well, I just paid $800 for the fucking ticket, and now I'm paying $70 for food. So, anyway, um, full service airlines, kids. Uh, don't leave home without them. Well, I, I flew from Sydney to Adelaide, which is a five-hour flight, um, on Virgin, and it was rubbish. But I did fly from uh, Adelaide to Perth uh, a couple of Christmases ago on um, on Qantas. Much, much, much better. <laughs> much better. Oh, yes. Much Absolutely. better. Mind you, my, my brother thought it would be hilarious uh, to book my flights through Melbourne. So I did have a seven-hour flight time instead of three that, hours. That is, and my brother, what thought, a nice brother. He... My, he thought it was hilarious. So you know, <laughs> did it on the way back as well. So my, you know, shout out to my family. <laughs> what a what a what! A, I don't know. Do they have radios in prison? I don't know. Oh, sorry, he's on he's on bail, isn't he? Um, big hello to Wookie's brother. Um, uh, yes, full service airlines, the way to go. Anyway, bad luck for, uh, those people who are, it's, so there's a cheer squad going, who's the commentators? Who, which commentators are going to this game? I don't know, but I imagine, um, please just... be Darcy and leave him over there. I <laughs> know oh, this will be, this is surely, this is a Dwayne Russell and Dermot Brereton game, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, they'll, sure. it'll be a big occasion. They'll they'll send people over there. I don't know. I don't they'll know send people out the street. Do you know who this person? They show pictures of Bill Brownless. They say, "Oh no, me no no, you know, me no no, who that is." So, how did that go again? Messenger being slightly racist. Me not a slightly racist, but you know, trying <laughs> to get the accent down. Well, right. it wouldn't be big footy about the slight racism. Well, you know, it makes the world go round. So, yes. Anyway, and a big hello to all my um, non-white friends out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, on that note, um, what are you looking forward to the most from the weekend, guys? Oh, I don't know. don't know. The bud probably rereading the budget papers a little bit the most. Actually, that re- that reminds me. We're going to see if I can get uh, Stadium Operation Limited annual report yet, because that's my. Yes. 
That's, that's my <laughs> thrilling yes, night ahead of me. <laughs> so, there, there are nerds and then there are you. Um, hey, I'm not downloading the budget papers, mate. Sorry. You know. uh, king of the nerds, uh, I think you, know. you must be. Um, Kangas, what are you looking forward to the most, Mark? Uh, a, a North Melbourne win. A third one in a row will be nice. <laughs> that's about it. And maybe <laughs> Richmond losing, that will be nice, but... See how we go. Mm-hmm. I think I think I'm looking forward to a pies loss the most. It's um <laughs> not a can't win a pies loss that that just that gradual destruction of uh of that season is is always glorious to watch and uh, it, none better because it's Collingwood. Also, a win over the Saints would be nice, but we'll see how we go. Um, also, just before we go, the AFL have formally announced today that uh, there will be no expansion for the women's competition in 2019. Kangas, I understand there are tears on the North Melbourne board. There's certainly oh, some there's from some St Kilda quarters. Well, the point is for 2019 for a provisional licence, so nothing guaranteed. So applications will be flooding in, of course, over the next few months for women's teams. In 2019, so this has upset quite a few on the North Melbourne board is it, is it, because they're they, quite involved with the Melbourne University girls. Are they are they upset now as they're going to be when Hawthorne leapfrog them? Uh, more so St Kilda because of St Kilda's history. <laughs> with... <laughs> oh no, listen, I'll tell you who's going to leapfrog you all. It's going to be Sydney. Sydney who've why been... As, why? Because they'll just put their hand up and they'll get one. Uh, I think there's a talent... You watch. There'll be a talent barrier there for the Swans. They'll they want a ba- another battle of the bridge because oh, it's it's captured so many hearts and minds recently. Well, you know, well you beats know. the Great Western, whatever that's called. <laughs> you know these flash, you know these flash in the pan rivalries that come and go. I mean, even the Geelong Hawthorne one isn't the same as it used to be these days. You know they come, they go, and you know. The old traditional rivals—they keep going. It's uh, you yeah. know what? N- nothing has been as uh, nothing has been as boring as Carlton Collingwood for the last fifteen years. It is the most overrated rivalry. It, it, it hasn't been a time in the last twenty years where not one of you, if not both, you've been shit house. So please spare me. Next, you're going to start talking about the Big Four and. We're all going to have to like stick our fingers down their throats or something. It's well, just it, it is. It is worth noting that every member of the Big Four are ahead of Hawthorne this year, which has been the first time in about forty-five years. See, football is a circular thing; it comes and it goes, and your team is going. Oh, Hakuna Matata, <laughs> <laughs> which I believe is that African for get stuffed. Fair enough, fair enough. Don't start singing kangas. I heard that. Uh, not, not karaoke. Uh, I a North Melbourne song if you like. No, no, no one wants, no, we no really one wants to hear that. No, really don't want you to do that. Um, uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap up? No, but maybe in the next one we could talk about the new collective bargaining agreement. Well, that'll hopefully be signed between now and then. I don't think it's been formally signed yet, but yeah, some promising details. Well, the interesting, the interesting thing will be if how they stagger the extra money out. No, yeah. Because if they don't, there might be a boom free agency year where there's a lot of salary cap money well, sloshing around. My, my understanding is like the first year is going to have like a 20% increase in player payments, and then after that it's like well, 2 or 3% each year. Well, one of the one of the shows and actually showed the graphic of. So they were talking about if everybody was at a hundred percent of the cap, you're talking about one off season that there being forty million dollars of cap space. Hmm. So, so, I mean, I know, just, Car- I know Carlton have like twenty seven players out of contract at the moment. So um, I think in that sort of environment, somebody undeserving is going to get a lot of a lot of money. But see, I think that's the problem with the salary cap anyway, and the fact that you have to pay a minimum of ninety five percent of it. I think there are players that aren't deserving of the money that they're getting because you have to pay the entire cap. So I, I think um, if if uh, 
But then again, you can't leave it to the market because then you end up like the late 70s and early 80s where clubs are going broke because they uh, spend too much. So, Well, I think they need to think about the salary floor very seriously that year. I know. Because, um, um, yeah. I know North and... Uh, not North, uh, West Coast and Frio people will be happy because uh, their players get first-class fights as part of the uh, CBA. So... Apparently, to help with the uh, well, the hazards of flying three hours, you know, in a in a modern jumbo jet, are are, are, yeah, it's are tough. It's it's you know, Jesus, it's not like they're pedalling the damn thing. You yes. know, it's, I I really don't. Players are such soft cocks these days. Anyway, but I tell you what, <laughs> the, the the upshot of that that one year magic, where everybody's got two million dollars of cap space is that if you're a top-flight midfielder, like, I don't know, Dustin Martin, um, someone somewhere is going to give you more than a million dollars a year oh, yeah. for a long time. And Richmond, and if you are Richmond, you have absolutely no advantage whatsoever. Yeah, this go- Everybody has got a puddle of money they can spend. It is going to so be So I don't know one. what year it is. I don't know if it's for next year or the year, or for the year after. But I tell you what, you want to be a free agent when that happens because you are going to get paid. I'm pretty sure it starts effective at the end of contracts this year. So the trade oh. the, the trade period at the end, because uh, they haven't been able to sign. That's why there's a whole heap of contracts that haven't been signed. Everyone's waiting to see what the CBA says. So tell you no what, one knows how much you, money they've got to spend. They should stagger it out. They should, really should stagger it out. Because yeah, they not, are going to... Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the whole twenty percent up front. That's um doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I guess the AFL have a reason for doing it that way instead of doing it at like six percent every year. It it ends up uh, by the time the sixth year comes around, it's a twenty eight percent increase. So uh sorry, it's oh, a twenty it's, tw- it's twenty eight percent of revenue. So the players are getting what they want in terms of a revenue percentage. And they should. And and but I guess my point about that is that there's a huge lump comes out in one hit. And so if you work on the premise that everybody who's at 100% of the cap all of a sudden has $2 million more cap space, then free agency is going to be an incredibly interesting time. And it's going to be... um, It's going to be an agent's picnic, frankly. Well, no doubt. And, 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 And incumbent clubs don't... You know, for unrestricted free agents, incumbent clubs have no advantage, and the, there's going to be issues. There are no, going to be issues, no doubt. Uh, going to make for a fascinating discussion on the next podcast for the four people that listen to us. So, um, <laughs> we're doing well. Then. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on tonight, Messenger. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Has it now? Has it now? And thanks for coming on, Kangas, yet again. No worries, mate. Anytime. And uh, you can listen to Kangas on the North Melbourne uh, Big Footy podcast uh, when they release that this week as well. I'm sure it'll be riveting news where they cry over Jared Waite's injuries and Lindsay Thomas and other things. Being a, Unf- unfair, being a dirty sniper. The unfair AFL decision to uh, <laughs> not expand the women's comp and various other things North Melbourne related that... You know, I'm we sure, whinge about constantly. I'm sure they find relevant, but other people probably find boring. So, if you're a North Melbourne supporter, listen to it. If you're not, listen to it anyway and have a laugh. It's um, I do. That's, anyway, I'm going to go. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Lindsay Thomas. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs>